Before we get into this episode, I just want to do a quick content warning. This episode involves some sexual assault that happens within the story. If you're uncomfortable listening to it, please skip this episode. Take care of yourself. Do what you need to. We don't talk about it a ton because, well, it's uncomfortable. But if it is a sensitive subject, do what you need to to take care of yourself. Universal Catboy. I am the train conductor on the shipwreck, here to make sure we try to stay afloat. Uh, Use whatever pronouns you want. As long as you're talking about me, that's all that matters, and I am tired today. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Matcha. Hi, I'm Matcha Mello. I'm the head librarian of this book club. I use she, her pronouns. I'm also tired. And my hand hurts, which is why I'm wearing these silly gloves. I think it was like a fashion statement. You were trying to imitate like a cyberpunk. Yeah, I'm trying to go like, you know, the the 2000s goth. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, 2000s goth and cyberpunk are trying to imitate matcha, not the other way around. True. True. I thought you were going to say you just are cyberpunk and 2000s goth. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. I I believe it. Speaking of, who are you? Hi, my name is Marty. I use she, they pronouns. Um, I think you're very cool. Next is Cosmic. Oh my, that was quick. That was quick. Hello, I'm Cosmic or oh Egg my. or Cosmic Egg. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sorry. George no, I K. love it. Never change. Uh, I live in the walls. I'm a little rat. Kevin. <laughs> We love it. Hello, I'm Tevin, also known as Beals. I use he, him pronouns. I just work here. Apparently, the library is on a boat, so Cole has told me to row. Uh, Wait, and, what? Uh, is that why we were wrecking? What? Yeah. He said he's steering the ship, right? Yeah, yes. I'm the train conductor of the shipwreck. When do we go, yeah. when do we go from ride. a train to a man. ship? Are it's, we an avatar? My, my intro from day one has been, I am the train conductor of the shipwreck. Or the ship ride. Ship ride. Uh, yeah. Ship ride. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to fact check that one. I'm pretty sure you said I'm the train conductor of this. I don't know if you have a specific. All right, guys, stop yeah. everything. No. Yeah. Have pull out. I we have a you. have a message about this. I'll see you we in court. We established a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't always say it correctly because I don't always read off of it. Um, All right, uh. everyone, ready for me to read chapter thirteen? The easier of the chapters. Yes. Oof. Yes. 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 Did Matt uh, introduce herself? Yeah, yeah. Second. Yes. she was. Wait, but always... oh. No, it, you know, it always goes me and then matcha and then yeah. and I just I wait for him to popcorn there. though. I usually and, go last, uh... so I was thrown off. <laughs> I was like, this is incorrect. Like, I, I will always popcorn matcha and the matcha goes, eh, whatever. I like a system. <laughs> she doesn't apparently. <laughs> I like popcorn. <laughs> Anyways, chapter 13, bringing it all in. Starts off with springtime. And with spring comes a new ship on the shore. Hermes gives Cersei no warning this time, and she walks to the beach and notes that the fine clothes and weapons of the men on board. Narrator Cersei considers the countless people who will later claim to be ancestors from the men on the ship. 
And as Cersei looks on the ship, she notices the air around the ship smells kind of gross. Two people disembark the ship, a young man and woman. The woman speaks first, asking Cersei for help, saying that they have committed foul sins in their flight from great evil. Cersei understands that they are asking for the right of catharsis, the cleansing of evil. Tradition forbids her from asking why they are asking for it, so she welcomes them in without question. She leads them to her house, and when they arrive, Cersei performs the ritual, and the air are immediately feels more clear. After that, the woman looks up, and Cersei realizes that this is her kin, someone she's related to. Cersei is captivated by the woman who, although not classically beautiful, has a fervency that grabs one's attention. Cersei learns that she is Medea, Aedes' daughter, and Medea explains that they couldn't risk Cersei recognizing her in case Aedes had told Cersei ugly stories about her. Cersei invites him to eat, and she watches Medea serve the young man reverently before she serves herself. The man introduces himself as Jason, Prince of Iolcus, and launches into his tale of how he went to Aedes to win the Sorcerer's Golden Fleece. Medea interrupts his story to emphasize how no mortal, however valiant or brave, could pass the test crafted by Aedes, as it was a trick to kill challengers. When Cersei correctly states that, the, that they must have cheated, Jason looks irritated, and Medea quickly assures Cersei that Jason hadn't wanted help, but that she, frightened for him, begged Jason to let her assist him. Jason's hurt pride fades at this explanation, and Medea dismissively mentions that she possesses some small magical skills and made a simple drought to protect Jason from harm. Cersei's astounded that Medea has any skills at all for a mortal, and let alone the talent that it would make to produce such complex spells as she's describing. And notes that Medea's timidity does not seem appropriate for her power. Jason then leaps back into his story, which culminates in him escaping with the fleece of Medea, whom he suggests that she, he rescue from his father. Cersei can see that Jason is already imagining himself telling the tale before a captivated audience, and notes that he never even thanks Medea, as if the demigoddess saving him at every turn was his only right. Medea adds that she and Jason married on the ship, so she will rule Iolcus with him, and Jason is silent, whose enthusiasm diminishing. Cersei then asks to explain the request for the catharsis, and Medea cautiously tells her of their attempt to outsail Aedes, who used his superior powers to catch up. When Aedes neared them, Medea saw his fury and knew that she would kill him. So she claims a madness overcame her, prompting her to dismember her little brother, whom they had brought on board as a potential bargaining piece. The boy was Aedes' favored son, and so as she threw the, his pieces into the sea, she knew that Aedes would stop to collect the body parts to bury them properly. With Aedes slowed, Medea and Jason and the crew escaped. Noticing Jason's sickened look, Medea gives him some more wine, but oh, would you look at that? It's drugged and now he's asleep. What a great start to a marriage. Cersei confronts Medea about the madness, and Medea acknowledges that she willfully did it, but knew it was their only choice. They bicker about the morality of murdering your brother to save your lover for a bit, before Medea reveals that Aedes would torture Jason if he were caught, as he has changed a lot since they were kids. Medea informs uh, Cersei that Aedes and Perseus are besties now, and that she and Jason must leave for Iolcus soon. Cersei sees the same desperation Medea that she had for Glaucus, and warns her that her life may not be the happy ending that she so desires, and offers her a place on Aiaia. Medea basically scoffs at this, telling Cersei she has no wish to be in exile, wretched and alone. Cersei warns Medea that Jason is already scared and that she is just too young and blind to see it. Uh, and as Jason wakes up, the two mortals depart. Several hours pass, and Aedes shows up asking for Medea. Cersei tells him that he isn't here, and notes that for the first time, Aedes looks shocked. He threatens her, and she tells him that he has no power on this island, and watches as his zombie-like crew row away. You did such a good job on this. That was so it was good. very good. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Uh, so what good. happened in this chapter? Yeah. It did. It did. A, lot a, lot of bull, a, bull, a lot of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I love how, like, in the beginning, she's like, yeah, later on, thousands of people are going to be claiming to become a, to be one of these Argonauts or descended from these Argonauts. Mm-hmm. And, but there's only, like, a dozen or so. But it's true, though. I mean, oh, yeah. who doesn't want to do that? Right? Well, back then, you can just claim whatever. Yeah, sure. 
I was can't just like, it. Can't no one's gonna it. like Google you. Well, yeah. also. <laughs> also, the just, way she describes him, these men do be getting around. So, I mean, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, as long as you're semi-competent, no one's really going to argue with that. So, why do you think this part of the story was included? Does it show character growth for Cersei and how she views love? Love one thing specifically, but also, like, there's a lot of people that she has, like, put her faith into and then has been disappointed by. And I think that really kind of like leaks into this conversation heavily of like, yo, everyone's shit. <laughs> well, mm. this goes kind of back to like in Greek mythology, it, unless you are a, even the gods, there is no real, like good flawless being. Everybody is mm. kind of shit at every point. Granted, there's no, so there's also no real evil people who are, except for monsters. Uh, but, like, there is no one who is just, yeah, they're a good person. Everyone has mm -hmm. their problems, even Daedalus. Mm -hmm. I think Daedalus was the closest to ha having problems that we've experienced. But he murdered his nephew. So it's true. It's it true. Wasn't. It wasn't. I... <laughs> Wait, who was, who was Daedalus? his nephew? Daedalus murdered, uh, he murdered his nephew. Who's his nephew? Uh, his Bye. nephew, it wasn't actually mentioned in his myth. Um, his nephew's name was Pollux, I want to say. It oh, some so right. okay. No, uh, but he—that's like that's why he was sentenced to be like basically jailed is because uh, he murdered his nephew and then he and his son had to escape and that's why he <laughs> built the wax wings and then his son was like I have so many fun and I trust my father implicitly so much so that I'm going to disobey the one thing he told me not to do. <laughs> Sounds about right. As far as myths go, it was yes. cool to see. It was cool to see Medea knowing how she ends up. Yeah. I actually don't know a whole lot about the Medea myths, honestly. Mm. Um, I was going to research before today, and then I got distracted by a billion other things. <laughs> but you did so much. Yes. Yeah. I love the quote um, that, like, I have no altar, but I did not need one. Anywhere I was became my temple. I loved that, like, little bit mm -hmm. of character growth we saw in Cersei for this chapter. Okay. I like that it's not just tied to the island, either. It's no, everywhere it's she walks, mm -hmm. which is yeah, cool. Like, anywhere she goes. Mm -hmm. Doesn't she do this thing where she says that she like puts her mind like into the waves or something? I don't know if that was like a listening thing, but I like to imagine like she was able to be like a fish in the ocean. I don't. I don't. I just throw my mind with it. She's like. She, I don't. I think the phrase like she like she said I like I put my mind like into the waves. Yeah, and I, I know. I, what you're she said she about. was listening yeah. for a ship. So I'm sure that's what she meant, but um, my mind was like, ooh, I want to see the fish. <laughs> it kind of goes to, like, gods can kind of know about things that they aren't necessarily directly available for. Mm -hmm. So they can kind of, their presence can be kind of wherever. I thought it was kind of sad to watch Cersei have this conversation. Well, it was kind of sad to watch the interaction between Cersei and Medea because at first you didn't really know where it was going but then Medea's like no you're a loser the fuck I'm literally a queen and then Cersei's like I don't know it kind of felt like it was weird because Medea kind of seems like a parallel to how Cersei was with Glaucos mm -hmm. but then also Cersei mm -hmm. really hasn't grown that much in certain ways so she's immediately like hey like come with me stay with me and also it was very hurtful to be <laughs> for how Medea yeah. reacted She's grown a lot in like terms of like how she views views love, but she mm -hmm. is still like she still is this lonely person looking for validation from mm -hmm. anyone she can. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know how much she's grown viewing love either. Yeah, I, I feel like it's like... I feel like it's complicated. I feel like she she doesn't know what love like really, really is. Like long term. Because it's always been fleeting or more of like a fantasy to her. And the yeah. base of where you get your understanding of love is gonna be how you were raised through your family, which obviously for Cersei was either non-existent or shit or both. So I don't really think that she's, especially with the few interactions she's had, going to really be able to understand what it is, what it looks like. So I don't know if I would argue, or I would say I would argue that, I mean, she's had those experiences, so she's learned a little bit, but I don't think her overall perspective it, perspective of it has changed that much. Fair. What do you guys, uh, do you like, mm, hold on. I lost where I was reading my question from. <laughs> we will wait Why do you think Hermes did not warn her of uh, Medea and Jason coming. I feel like he doesn't want to be part of any of that shit. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it's just that's how I felt about it. Yeah. It kind of seems like he is. Oh, she mentioned at one part where she was like, she was looking for him, and it seems like at the time she needed him, he was gone. So I kind of feel like he's very much like wishy washy. Like sometimes he's there and sometimes he's not. So it easily could have just been like, where he knew about it and he was like, eh, she'll figure it out kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, I feel like he does like a, a lot of what he does is fueled by his own sense of entertainment and mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say trickery, but kind of just like everything is kind of like a joke to him. No, yeah. you can say trickery. He is like a trickster yeah. god. Yeah, and like he's like, oh, this family drama, like I'm not going to warn her. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. And like, he, yeah, he comes by and when it's convenient for him, he mm. gives her nuggets of information that may or may not be important. And it's just kind of like part of his game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, the line where her where her brother comes up and she's like, no, this is Ayaya. This is my place, bitch. That was so badass. Yes. You're like, ah, yes, you love absolutely. my dress all over oh, me. No. I'll be right back. Anyway, that was cool. I'll be back. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Marty got a little too excited there about go. it there. I love it. I love it. Do we, uh, do you trust Medea's explanation of like why she hit her face? Because it felt just like a bit strange to me. I think Cersei wouldn't have granted it if she, if she had knew. seen it. I was wondering that as well. Like if she if she had like known who she was, like, or at least there would have mm -hmm. been more questioning into it before she like completed the right. I mean, but technically, like, they aren't supposed to question is what she said. Yeah, that is true. To. And also, like, everything we've known about Cersei so far shows that, like, she is willing to help her family over basically anything else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, is, that true. is true. I'm just not sure. I I feel like there would have been more hesitation, maybe a fear of her brother. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. But even that, I don't know if that's right, you know. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Also, my other note about this like whole little chapter is like Jason just comes off as a very pompous white man during this entire yeah. stelling of it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. He's like from the everything about him is just like already thinking about how he's gonna woo kings and queens with this what, this grandiose tale. It's just like get the fuck out of here, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I like how she can see through him so easily because yeah. seen she's seen his type before, right? Yeah, but... especially like with Glaucos. It is a mm -hmm. good parallel. That's why I think she tries to be, I mean, going back, why she kind of tries to be, like, protective of uh, Medea. Mm -hmm. Because she's like, this has happened to me before, and I don't want it to happen to you. Or, like, kind of yeah. has this outlook on it. It's like, 
oh, honey, he's not what you think he is. Mm-mm. It's really fun to like see that parallel between Medea and uh, Cersei, and like this mm-hmm. is ba- this is basically the same scene we saw earlier with Cersei going to her grandmother, being like, "But he's different." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but but I'm gonna be a queen, and yeah, he said he loves me. Love. <laughs> Forget that he it's... already is flinching at my touch. Straight yeah. up, I think it's interesting, like how elaborate Cersei was with how like she was going to be ostracized mm-hmm. yeah Adea. like she went it's, in depth about that it's uh it's something that she actually has experience with mm-hmm. uh what do you think what do you guys think is going to happen with Medea, tevin because you've not talked a lot <laughs> it's a great question i do not know i i honestly your don't best guess, friend. <laughs> oh man when we were talking about like it'd be like oh we should research some of the stuff later i don't know i mean i can't imagine it goes well right like mm-hmm. we're sitting here like, watching the same parallels that we're as we're literally discussing this is the same conversation that seriously had with 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 graham graham and uh, <laughs> i wonder Amy. <laughs> part of me wonders if like a lot of the things that Greeks love was like um, irony, dramatic irony was a fun mm-hmm. thing for them in mm-hmm. a lot of stories. Yeah. So part of me doesn't wonder if on their way to Iolcus, Jason doesn't cut her up and throw her into the ocean. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I believe it. <laughs> Marty said they know the uh, myth better than mm-hmm. we do. Yeah, tell us what happened to Medea. Um, so Give basically what happens is... <laughs> It has been a while since I've read it, but basically what happens is she gets fucked over. Um, I think he leaves her for another woman, and then she just fucking, like, destroys, like, destroys their kingdom. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, parallels. Yeah, good for her. So many parallels. (laughs) Like, she, yeah, she uses her witchcraft and just, like, fucks them all over. I love it. Yeah, girl girl boss moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fair. (laughs) That's what we needed from her. All right. Uh, Cersei keeps on being reminded of her isolation and exile, being called things like crone and so on. How do you think this will affect her long term? I think people have been trying to like make her feel like, oh, this is so bad for you. Oh, you're just mm-hmm. going to be old and miserable. Like people have been saying this to her since her exile started, and like she's she doesn't hate it. Like, but she's second guessing it all the time because people are saying this shit, and she's like. Oh, yeah, maybe you're right. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I am going to grow old and be miserable and stuff. But, like, if it weren't for anyone saying anything, like, I don't think she would think that. Like, she'd be yes, pretty chill. Lonely, but, like, if it wasn't for the fact that, like, she gets visitors every now and then, I don't think she would even realize. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it also has to do with the fact where it's like if you tell someone something enough times, they'll believe it. Mm-hmm. So she keeps on having these seeds. Really? Then why don't you think you're beautiful her- yet? I do actually. I'm actually a gorgeous goddess, uh, slayer of worlds. Anyway, no. (laughs) That's the energy Um, we need. (laughs) Um, But I think it's like where, like, by multiple people, both by her sister and Medea, like, these seeds keep being planted in her head. So it's like, you know, as much as she tries to, like, or even if she doesn't, like, she tries to enjoy, like, her exile, she keeps, like, those the seeds of doubt keep coming back up kind of like what you were saying cosmic like oh like what if i actually don't like it no what if i do end up all alone and by myself it's like when like your grandparents are like so when are you gonna have kids and you're like oh, i'm not really thinking about kids and they're like 
What do you mean you're not thinking about kids? Where are my great grandbabies? What are you going to do with your money? Spend it on yourself? Selfish? Mm. You're going to regret it. (laughs) When you're 83, who's going to be by your deathbed? (laughs) I'm like, I don't know, Satan? Hopefully (laughs) death, yeah. (laughs) Don't don't worry. I I want the same thing happen to me that happens to my grandma. Throw her in a nursing home and forget about her. Damn, damn. Listen, I think I could party it up in a nursing home. I'd be the coolest, quirkiest grandma. Hey, my grandma. Like, uh, if you think you would. Be. Three months ago, all the kids went to the cafeteria and took off all her clothes. So good for her. <laughs> good for her. No, like all the kids, they like the college, high school kids. They'll, they'll hire for summer help in the home. Like they'll all love me. But like, oh my gosh, yeah. it's Miss Marty. I want to talk to her. And I'll be cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I'll the, smuggle uh... in cats. Nice. Last thing I want to talk about or mention really about <laughs> chapter 13 is something we already a little bit talked about, but I just want to bring it up again is uh, I love the character growth at the end when she was dealing with IEDs and be like, no, mm-hmm. you actually can't fucking touch me on my island. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. It was so bad. It was very much a you shall not pass yeah. moment. <laughs> Get the fuck out, bitch. Yeah. Love yeah. that for her. It was so Backtracking. great. Backtracking one quick question. I just wanted to point out a uh, a highlight that I put in for fun. Uh, And I actually think this highlight is from 14, but it kind of goes into the last question of like being reminded of the isolation and exile. And the quote was, now that Medea has named my loneliness, it hung from everything, clinging like spider webs, unavoidable. I particularly like that. And I'm not going to lie, it reminded me of Marty. That that, that tells me of uh, how how often you were like uh, talking about the autism coding. And oh yeah! Re- like putting a name on something like that changes your perspective mm. of everything. I and... just heard that they're lonely. That reminds me of Marty, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Damn! Didn't mean like that. I swear. I <laughs> like spider webs because she's like cool goth girl. <laughs> yeah, that's also what I, I was like. Lonely and no, that cool is goth like the girl. Cha- that's that where I the, got. Uh... I was like, "Oh, <laughs> lonely goth girl." Yeah, that lonely. is like the intro of chapter fourteen. All around me are the lonely goth girls. Worn out goth girls. <laughs> Something <laughs> goth girls. I, de- I definitely I yeah, make... I could have said that in a different order there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, plus everything I had, Mar- Macha has two more questions is, what do you think of Aedes after the end of this? Oh, I did want to bring up that her, what her line about like, that kind of reminded me of what she said back back in the day where Aedes was like, I'm going to get my own kingdom. And she was like, oh, can I come? He's like, no. And now okay, how the yeah. turntables. He's like, how oh, the- you're going to. She's like, no, you're not. This is my island. Get I the fuck it. out. Go back to your kingdom, bitch. That was, that was a funny parallel. Mm. Uh, but back to the matcha question. Yeah, what do you guys think of Aedes at the end of this? Fuck it's em. weird that like. Yeah, period. <laughs> it's well, weird. especially. Yeah. Especially when she said him and her other brother were like yeah. close friends. That Besties, was fucking yeah. creepy. Like that set off alarm bells. I was like, no, no, that's mm-hmm. sus. What the fuck mm-hmm. is happening here? I was like, they can be on the other side of the planet. We will not be well, around yeah. them. Cersei will stay away. I don't know. Like it's bad, yeah, bad especially vibes. Yeah. Early on in the book, we talked about how uh, Perseus, her brother, was like raising the dead in Persia. And now she's talking about how uh, his crew member like just does not react and has acts like they have no soul and can't feel any pain or basically zombies mm-hmm. yeah. well also i think it actually called back that line that harrison fate no the other Pear's sister there. that's, that's fine. yeah Pass-by. yeah um no it's pair because i heard you getting mad about it in the podcast oh. you're like respectfully no, that's no. the mother that's the mother oh damn it um <laughs> the sisters pacify okay yep. look they um, pacify pearcy and pears there's a lot yeah. that's a lot of fruit um <laughs> 
So it reminded me of, or I think she actually specifically referenced the line where her Cersei's sister asked, do you know what I had to do to keep him happy? Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, I feel like I don't really know exactly what's going on. Also, I don't don't want to know, because that's awful. And I think I will leave it there. (laughs) How he keeps his wife in chains over in Persia. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't either. Hey, maybe she's into it. Uh, I I don't. I don't think any women in any of these relationships are into it at all. Yeah, I think just in a general sense, no. Yeah, I don't even. I wouldn't even call them relationships. That's neither here nor there. Last thing Matcha said is not a question, but dang, I need a healthy family relationship somewhere in all this family trauma. No, for real, (laughs) I really do. (laughs) True. We had our moment with Daedalus that like made me like a little. A little breath there, but then it just went right back into it. Nope. Ugh. I feel like yeah, she 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 had something with Daedalus, and I was just like, "Where? Yeah, all went to shit. <laughs> all uh, the healthy things die. Yep. Yeah, no good deed ever goes unpunished. Yes. All right. I don't want to spoil too much, and this is not related really to book club, but speaking of those zombies and everything too, just like how crazy everything is i'm very excited for more of our playthrough of divinity just i'm gonna yes. leave that out there yep. uh, i thought you were gonna I bring up where the Kennedy fuck you again. were going with that i was like not really the book club. And speaking of zombies yeah i was like i just thought <laughs> you're gonna bring up i thought you were gonna bring up leon kennedy again i was like yeah <laughs> I'm, so I'm, like, excited. I'm not intending like, to sidetrack i'm just really good at it <laughs> we have Fair, adhd mood. where'd everybody go bingo <laughs> bing bong all right fuck your life Hello, 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 and welcome to the tea break. Today I am having some matcha, which is my name as well. I just wanted to take a moment to thank you all for listening. Your support means the world to us, and I don't have anything after the end, but that's okay. If you want to support us more, consider checking out our Patreon. There's a ton of exclusive content there, including things like video recordings of the podcast. And those have a lot of extra content, so if you can't get enough of us, go check that out. Consider supporting us. I won't take too long this week, as I don't have a lot to say, but I hope you all are enjoying the podcast, and consider recommending it to a friend. So let's get back into it. Everyone ready? Yeah, I'm myself. Are we talking about the next chapter? Yep. Um, I'm actually gonna go ahead and sign off if that's okay, okay. i just yeah with yeah, sure if you want to stay around okay. or not but yeah i appreciate it um yep. see y'all later love you all bye, bye. Everyone. Bye. Bye. be safe have fun bye. at your brother's graduation thank yes. you oh, have fun. bye thank you bye, bye morning i missed them already i know same me too me too all right again <laughs> i'm gonna give a little content warning this chapter does talk about sexual assault uh, we're gonna try to keep it as PG as possible, but if that is something you're sensitive to, please consider not listening to this par- portion of the episode. So, chapter 14, it's winter. Cersei's loneliness haunts her like cobwebs, clinging to every corner of her life. But the gods are nothing if not humorous, because as her loneliness hits its apex, they start sending nymphs to her island for short periods of time. Soon, Cersei's halls are once again filled with noises of complaints and idle chit-chat. Cersei asks Hermes to ask someone to put an end to it, as it's quite frustrating to her. Hermes calls her dull and instead suggests that she has sex with them and that, although the nymphs always try to run, they're terrible at getting away. Burning with rage, Cersei orders him out of his sight. Cersei states it could be worse. It could be the sons being sent to her before realizing that the sons are never punished. 
Soon her daily life feels small and useless. She wakes up one day to see her lioness, the faithful companion for hundreds of years, has finally reached the end of her life. As the funeral burns, she notes how at least the mortals have the underworld. There will be nothing remaining for her lioness. More time passes, and one morning as Cersei is singing, doing her daily routine, she hears a voice outside of her house. She opens it and finds 20 mortal men, delighted by their varied appearance. She invites them in, feeds them, and offers them wine. As the night passes, she realizes that these men don't actually think of her as a goddess, and they assume that she's mortal. This initially delights Cersei as she ponders what her mortal life might be. Her thoughts are interrupted by the captain of the group, asking where her husband or father will be home. Cersei tells him that she's the only person there, and the vibe fucking shifts, broskies. Suddenly acutely aware that she has 20 random men in her house, Cersei refills all their wine, but this time with a potion mixed in that she can like kind of command at her will. She asks uh, for her name, and the captain asks for hers first. None of the men seem to react to her giving the name Cersei, and Cersei starts getting nervous. And then some fucked up shit happens. We're going to gloss over it because it makes me uncomfy. And after the fucked up shit happens, Cersei turns all the men into pigs, and she kills them all. As she should. As, as she, she should. should. This is my uh, reapplication uh, as a lieutenant for the war against men. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> Not all men, but somehow always a man. Oh. Somehow always a man. Yes, you are recruited. <laughs> it is It is kind of, um, even though this chapter, like, some horrible things happened, like, we've been talking about her turning men into pigs for so long, and now she finally did it. She finally yeah. did it. Now we understand why she finally did it. Yeah. Like, God, I've always got, like, knew why she did it. Like, I've always, like, heard the reason, but, like, this chapter, right. reading it, makes you feel gross. Yeah. yeah. They don't gloss over it. No, it was explicit. It was definitely yeah. uncomfortable. Like, they don't describe every single thing, but they, they describe give you enough. enough. They give they you give enough. enough. Yeah. And it's not fun. Yeah. Mm-mm. Why do you think that this was included then? I mean, because it has to, she has to have some reason for doing what she does. Mm-hmm. And as it's, it's told a good from fucking her perspective, reason. yeah. Mm-hmm. And since the book is told like from her perspective, it makes mm-hmm. sense that we're going to be as, as feeling like as gross and scared and disgusting as she is at this moment. Yeah. 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 I think there was also. I feel like this is going to sound wrong as I'm saying, and I pl- if it sounds wrong, I'm so sorry, and I don't mean it like that. I think there was a lot of focus in the way that it was written on certain things that turned out to be weaknesses. Things like physical strength and a reliance on the verbal components and things like that that she could accommodate for later. And I question if it comes back up later in the uh, in the books. Also, stuff like mm-hmm. shooing the animal companions out of the way so that there aren't wolves nearby or whatever to, I don't know, defend her. I have a feeling yeah. that she's not going to be nearly yeah. as, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Nearly as caring for uh, the comfort of the, of the nearby mortals yeah. mm-hmm. coming up. I think it's going to shift her relationship with mortals significantly. Yes. Because I think like she had seen like the pompous Jason sort of character, but the uh, normal hardworking people, she like doesn't view them the right way. She doesn't have enough caution. She like saw these men and like, oh, they have scars and stuff. They must be like, they must be hardworking men like Glaucos was. Mm -hmm. Which like Glaucos is a terrible, terrible comparison. Because like he was terrible too. Glaucos at least was like a he was an asshole yeah but like he was yeah. a hardworking for the most part honest yeah. man mm-hmm. and these guys were pirates yep um so I have some questions that uh going backtracking quite a bit yeah, like, why we'll do you think the first the uh nymph was sent to Aiaia what purpose do you think that like serves Helios or Oceanus to send their 
rejects to her. I was trying to figure this out. It's like, is that meant to be... Also, it it, it kind of feels like, uh, almost like an afterthought. Like, oh, I, I need to punish my daughter. I need to punish this young woman or whatever. What are we going to do? Oh, we'll just send her to Cersei. You know, and it's like, kind of... They kind of throw throw them away like trash to this island. Like I almost wonder. Them. Yeah, uh, I almost wonder if like this isn't partly Aedes trying to get back at her, being like, <laughs> "Oh well, Cersei likes her isolation, so I'm going to suggest to these gods that they send their yeah. nymphs to her to annoy her, and it punishes Maybe. the nymphs because they have to deal with Cersei, and it punishes Cersei because she has to deal with them." Mm-hmm. I didn't even think of Aedes in this. Yeah, me neither. Hmm. That's a good point, though. Part of me, though, and this is probably me giving the gods too much benefit of the doubt, I do think Cersei was struggling with, like, loneliness to some degree. And I think having them around was helpful because at least she had something to, like, focus on. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think even though she didn't want them there, at least she wasn't, like, alone anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if she pushes is... them all away. Yeah. yeah. Get the fuck out of my house. Don't make a sound. Or I'm turning <laughs> yeah. into a worm. <laughs> is this where the origin of Would You Love Me If I Was a Worm came from? <laughs> <laughs> yes. There it is. Nymphs there it be is. like. <laughs> Nymphs be Nymph like. Why do, uh, do you think this is the last we'll see of Hermes? No. I he does kind of just do what he wants, yeah. He's going to come and go as he pleases. I kind of feel like the way it was described, this feels like the last time we'll see him because this is the point where Cersei is now dull to him. Cersei's no longer exciting, no longer fresh, no longer mm-hmm. novel. I think he's I, still gonna like... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I think with Odysseus coming, I think she is still an important character in his like narrative. Yeah. I don't see him ignoring that. I don't see him ignoring her but i don't see him visiting her anymore or like helping her yeah mm. it's i feel like it's gonna be very much like a helio situation where he's gonna be watching but never yeah. really showing his face or showing yeah. his face just to like mess with her more than anything yeah. i feel like yeah just to like gloat <laughs> mm-hmm. and we kind of touched about this a little bit earlier i was like well cersei doesn't like the nymphs matcha did wonder if it was good for her because she's clearly depressed mm-hmm. And I believe, I, I don't know, I've mixed. Because, like, on the one hand, it is nice to have somebody, like, outside sources to kind of help you get through your depression. On the other hand, mm-hmm. the last fucking thing I want to deal with when I'm depressed is other fucking people. Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah, shitty true. other people. Yeah, especially <laughs> other, like, gossipy little grunts. Because, yeah. <laughs> God, do they do they bring such drama to that island? Especially, like, the first one, like, uh, I don't, I, her name was irrelevant, but she was like, I'm here to be your servant, and then never did anything for to be a servant. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her name is, but in my head, I, ref, like, refer to her as Pi, and I don't know why. Pi. Her name was, like, A-L-Y something. I think it was, like, Alki or something, but in my head, it's Pi. I don't know why. Good enough. I felt very bad. workers say that. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're fine. Uh, it's like I felt really I felt so sad when the poor poor lion passed away. Yeah, that was I such know. a hard scene. Like I know she has grandchildren, grandpups. It's not the same though. But still. But yeah, it is just like watching like your dog that you've been friends with for 16 years. Yeah, like that was her day one. Mm-hmm. Literally, like one of the first things she created on this island yeah. was a lion. Yep. 
and it's been like Daedalus has was been dead for centuries at this point, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that lion is honestly a fucking survivor. Like it really is. They did yeah. not live a normal lion lifespan. No, there was a quote too. in there, like being so close to divinity, like yeah. divinity's pulse yes. or something like it. I really liked how it was worded. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna um, be able to find I it. I did hate but... the uh the stuffing herbs into into the mouth though. Just like Oh yeah. Please. Like no. Yeah. It's like honey, no. <laughs> it all hurt. It all hurt. Speaking of quotes, uh, I liked. I thought the quote when she first saw the men was interesting. Uh, it was, they must scrabble for their livelihoods as Glaucos once did, hauling nets, carrying odd cargo, hunting down whatever dinner they could find. I felt a warmth run through my fingers. Or th- I felt a warmth run through me. My fingers itched as if for a needle and thread. Here was something torn that I could mend. And she's like, she's so s- insistent on trying to be useful. Mm-hmm. It's, it, and like... It's, healing people like she's with like like, medea and jason she's like yes i can help you yeah it's almost like pitiful at this point she's like girl fucking self-worth like i know you're bored but come on (laughs) be bored better also also (laughs) don't let 20 strange men into your house ever yeah ever not a good not a good call or at least have your lions and wolves in there yes and maybe don't send away all the other nymphs Mm-hmm. Hey. God. It's terrible. Um, yeah, it was rough. Yeah. I'm glad she got to kill some pigs. I yes. God, I am too. I really am too. There's like I mm, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. But I feel like there's probably no more satisfying way of dealing with that than like directly killing that person. In a painful mm-hmm. way. Yeah. In a very yeah, in a very like you are dying and it's because of me and it's very going going to be drawn out. Like you mm-hmm. know what you did and now you will suffer. <laughs> There's specific quotes talking about yes, it will be drawn out like it was not mm-hmm. a quick night, she basically says. Mm-hmm. And also everyone else sees it, gets yeah. scared as they should, and it's just like she definitely uh <laughs> the way yeah. that she, like Good. the transformation process was described too. Like, it was, like, mm-hmm. a gruesome thing. Yeah, like, ribs cracking and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I will say Which it's like, kind of convenient that, like, her sleep spell could also be used for transformation, but whatever. It's a book. It's a book. Plot. We'll gloss with, over it. With it's enough, a fable. With af- enough anger, a lot of things can happen, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, that's pretty much all I have. Yeah, I I assumed that this one would be a shorter episode, just because. That's perfectly fine. Uh, yeah, it's that's hard. Totally okay, it's a hard, hard chapter with a lot of intense topics. It just it yeah. makes it yeah kind of weird and difficult to talk about. I think we, at the end of the day, like what we can take away from these chapters is that like it, it, they were, I mean, an unfortunate turn of events was very transformative for her. Mm-hmm. And like made her a lot more rigid in the way she views mortals and everyone really. Yep. Like she just faced a lot of disappointment from everyone around her. Yep. If there's now, one thing that uh Madeline Miller and Brandon Sanderson's have in common, it's that trauma gives you power. It's goddamn right. <laughs> goddamn right. Trauma gives you power. Oh my god. Oh, Whether god. it's Mistborn or Cersei. <laughs> <sighs> Wave uh, Kings is the same way. It's okay. God. It's so... The books are so good. Yeah. And so <laughs> difficult sometimes. This, oh. uh, this one's like... I... Uh, yeah. 
Um, this was this was t- a tough one. Yeah, it was. I don't think there's a lot of scenes like this going forward from what I can recall. Um, yeah. So that is something that is good. But a lot of shit still happens. We're still under 50%, I think. Um, We're at chapters 15 and 16 next week. I guess yeah, I can just open up on like my Kindle real quick. Half, right? That looks about half, yeah. Yeah, yeah that looks about half. Let's see. I am seeing 43% on my Kindle. Okay. Okay. I am seeing 46% oh, on sorry, my Sorry, yes, I realize I'm at the beginning of chapter 14. So uh, there you are. There awesome. you are. I was searching Basically for quotes 50. and highlights. Gotcha, gotcha. But thank you all for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, please do. Leave us reviews. We have a Patreon. Send us emails. Share us with your friends. Whatever you want to do. Fucking do something. Be proactive. Damn. Or just take care of yourself after this episode. That's okay, too. (laughs) Oh, okay. Distract yourself by doing something for my benefit. (laughs) Please. Okay. Don't clip that and put that on the internet. I'm being sarcastic there. I don't generally mean that. Do what you need to do. Take care of yourself. Absolutely. 100%. I'm just an asshole. But take care of me, too. Yeah. Take care of me. Take care of everyone. Take care of Cosmic. Cosmic deserves it. I've been Universal Catboy. You can find me on Twitter at you can find me Twitter or Twitch, TikTok at Universal Catboy. I stream Wednesdays, Saturdays, Sundays. One of those might be changing soon. Um, yeah, Tevin. That's me. I'm Tevin. You can find me at Bills Enough on a bunch of a uh, bunch of different platforms like uh, Twitch and Twitter and stuff like that. Um, I also think. Um, because they left halfway through, it's uh, worth saying. Also, go follow Marty. Mm-hmm. You can find them at It's Marty's Mom on um, Twitter and Twitch. And Twitch. I think Marty MX and uh, some Marty's other stuff. Marty MX on Instagram and TikTok, but also It's Marty's Mom on TikTok as well. The Marty's MX is a fashion one. Popcorn, Cosmic. Hello, uh, I am Cosmic or Egg. Uh, you can find me on the Instagram. I'm an artist. You can find my art on Instagram at VL Matrano. That is my government name. <laughs> Spell Matrano because it's not easy. It is M I T R A N O. It is a Sardinian name. Actually, they fucked it up at Ellis Island. Anyway, um, a Sardinian. You can find me. Yeah, You're part sardine. I'm part sardine. Let's fucking go. Are you really going to yeah, give me Yeah, my great-great-great-grandfather was a sardine. Uh, your great, great, I'm sorry that your great-great-grandfather was Glauco's. Make sure with your shirt now. Yeah, Glauco's straight up. Straight up. <laughs> Didn't know we had divinity in here. Okay, uh, turn it over to Matcha. <laughs> uh, I'm Matcha Mello. Um, uh, you can find me at Matcha Mello and Matcha Mello TTV on a bunch of different platforms, except anything run by Meta, because fuck Meta. I haven't said that for a few weeks, so gotta get back on that. But, yeah. That's if all you want to listen to us live as we record these, you can follow Matcha's Twitch. We stream these at 7.30 on Thursdays. Uh, that's 7.30 Central Time. Adjust that for your local time zones. If you live in Germany, I'm not going to do that math for you. I'm sorry. Nope. You got this. You got this, Germans. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> uh, it's been a day. Uh, we'll see you all next week for chapters 15 and 16.